Hi everyone, it's Ali Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the stock market for Monday, March 20th. And in today's session, we saw the major indexes rise on easing banking crisis fears, Justin. Uh, but the big story today was sector rotation, a big theme on investors' minds. Yeah, it's certainly one of those things you have to be aware of. Now, it's a little bit too early to say with one day's action, but uh, we certainly saw techs lag a little bit, whereas those have been the areas of strength. Um, and a lot of the action was in the small caps, uh, seeing those rise a, a bit. But we'll also take a look at some stocks, Palo Alto Networks, Booking.com, and First Solar today. That we will, but first let's take a look at the major indexes and the NASDAQ composite today up four tenths of a percent lagging, as you mentioned, Justin, with the tech heavy index here. Outpacing the gains today was the Russell 2000 up about one and a quarter of a percent, followed by the Dow up 1.2 percent, the S&P 500 up nine tenths of a percent today. So seeing that rotation here with the NASDAQ, which has uh, been leading by and large, especially with last week's bounce. So to see it underperforming today, could that just be a factor of easing banking crisis fears and financials bouncing today and mon money rotating there? But like you said, we don't know how long that rotation could last. Right, exactly. So again, it's 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 hard to get too excited about one day, but certainly uh, you did see the financials looking a little bit stronger. Um, we could take a look at XLF real quick just to kind of get a sense of that. Um, it was was stronger earlier in the day, but still, uh, you know, quite quite a bit of uh, progress from before. XLE, also energy, you know, that was an area that we saw a lot of, um, you know, devastation over the last week, and that was trying to make a stand. So I, I don't think it's necessarily one of those things where I'm looking at these and saying, oh, okay, it's time for me to invest in these again. But it's more like, okay, if they can hold here and stop the selling, that might be a positive thing. And you got to remember that when we look at IWM, which is the iShares Russell 2000, that there is a very heavy representation of financial about 15%. And a lot of those small regional banks that were getting so hit uh, as, you know, SIVB and Signature Bank and Credit Suisse, all these problems that were happening, um, you know, a lot of those regional banks that were getting hit, uh, those, those were kind of seeing a little bit of, um, you know, again, not a huge bounce, but at yeah. least stopping of the, of the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of relief today, but it doesn't mean the picture has really changed too much there. Okay. Let's take a look at the S and P 500 trying to get above the 200 day line. Maybe that 21 day line uh, could pose continued resistance, but that's definitely the next level to watch on the upside here. Yeah, so that's that's definitely the area to watch. Now, the NASDAQ was looking a little bit better because it was able to cross its 21-day moving average line and, you know, and and kind of, you know, put some put some distance above it, but the S&P 500 knocked its head up there and uh, you know, looks like it has to kind of cross that. The good news is it is back above its 200-day line, but there's still a couple uh, hurdles that it's got to cross. Absolutely. And a quick look at the Dow as well, like the Russell 2000. It's been lagging, but outperformed today. And let's also take a look at some of the other sectors. Why don't we? Chips. Here's SMH up 1% today and hovering around its highest levels in about a month or so. 
Yeah, so as much as it's not great that tech lagged today, um, SMH, which is the Vanex Semiconductor ETF, the semiconductors have been a really big pocket of strength for a while here. And so when I look at this and I see that it's not giving up ground, mm -hmm. that, that makes me feel a little bit better. And so while there could be some sector rotation here, I like the fact that the sector, uh, that the semiconductors really held. And remember, you know, we, we look at SMH a lot of times as a proxy for that space, but uh you know, when you look at there's some specific names in there, um, especially, you know, AEHR, ALGM, and so on, uh, there's there's a lot of strength in other names um, besides SMH. And some of these, you know, you might you might argue have, are much, much stronger than SMH has been for a while. So uh, I think it's it's good that it's not giving up ground. So we'll just have to see. Uh, we've got some things, you know, we got some things coming up this week. Uh, Big, yes. big one, of course, is the Fed meeting on, on Wednesday uh, when we get an announcement on what happens with uh, rate hikes. Uh, if there's going to be a rate hike, mm -hmm. how much is it going to be? All of those questions will be answered on Wednesday. Right. And uh, potentially causing ripple effects across the market. And Justin, in addition to chip sector strength, we've also talked about a number of software sector names looking interesting and holding up. So here is the IGV. ETF uh, tracking the software sector. So holding tight here as well, not giving up ground. Yeah. So the software sector has been another area of strength. Um, on IBD Live this morning, we were going through the industry group uh, spreadsheet and noting that the computer software area was just one of those areas where we are seeing more, uh, it, you know, those areas are popping up on more of our lists, on more of our screens, and had a good week last week. Um, now, Microsoft is a big component of IGV, and that was having a little bit more of a rough day today. Um, it was down 2.5%. But again, when you look at the big move that it had last week, it's okay for it to come in a little bit. Um, but overall, IGV, I think, is holding up pretty well, um, software in general. And we're going to be talking about one of those software names uh, in the computer computer software security area today. Yes, we are. And before we do that, let's take a look at the 10-year treasury yield up a bit, just under that 3.5% mark. And boy, was this volatile last week, Justin. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and like you said, we have the Fed meeting coming up later this week, and the jury's still out on what the Fed is going to be doing at this juncture with all the different additional factors that they now have to consider in light of the banking crisis and, and again the those potential ripple effects on the market yeah yeah it, it's 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 been a little bit nuts just watching the fed uh futures um it's been all over the place you know oh you know 50 basis points was baked in and then it was you know coming down coming down 25 basis points and then no you know no hike whatsoever uh so it's it's been basically as volatile as the stock market. Um, but what you do notice here on the 10-year treasury yield, uh, it does seem like we kind of got a support area, um, you know, right there around the 200-day moving average line. And that kind of lines up with some previous lows at the beginning of February, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of the mid middle of January and also way back in December. So uh, there, there's kind of a line in the sand that's being drawn here, I think, for yields. And so uh, we'll have to see where where things go from here. And a lot of that, again, will probably depend on what happens with the Fed. I think right now there's a lot of uh, the market kind of making some projections. Um, but at the end of the day, what the Fed does is going to matter a lot. Yeah. And now let's take a look at a software sector name. 
on our radar, and that is Palo Alto Networks. We're seeing an RS line blue dot for this stock, a uh, fractional gain today, but seeing it hold up after a strong move last Thursday when it gained over 3%. We haven't seen strong volume really to the upside as of late, but it did have the strong volume on the earnings gap. And this has been a, a pretty orderly pullback with support right where you'd like to find it at the gap up low and that 21 day. Yeah. And so I, it, I'm glad you brought up that earnings gap because that really is, I think, an area of interest. It sets up kind of like, okay, the based on that earnings gap, you have a different valuation that investors came in with uh, on, on this stock. And it's gotten comfortable at that higher valuation. So I like the fact that it's really been able to hold those gains. Um, if you take a step back and look at it on the weekly, you can kind of see big, big move up and fairly tight action afterwards. It really didn't give up much ground. It really kind of stayed in the upper part um, and actually made a little bit of progress. So this is this is acting like you know a, a very strong stock. It got support at the 21-day moving average line. Um, arguably made like a a, a place where you could have bought last week uh, mm -hmm. on Thursday, uh, very strong action. But as you mentioned, one of the things missing here has been volume. That was uh, this was on our list for uh, Swing Trader. We were looking at it. Um, that's what prevented us from pulling the trigger. Uh, so yes, it does have that strong volume from its earnings, um, and arguably, I think the price action was kind of giving you a signal on Thursday. And what I like is that it's still kind of giving you, uh, it's staying in that buy range right now. So it's not too far extended above that 21 day moving average line. Um, it's just about 3.3% above the 21 day line. So you could get into this with, with very right. little risk. If you use the 21 day moving average line, you're not really risking that much for the potential of, um, you know, I mean, this could easily get back up to that 213 level as a starting point. Um, so the, the, a, a lot of potential return for not much risk on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, next on the list, let's take a look at ticker BKNG. This is booking holdings. It strengthened a bit uh, price-wise throughout the day, up about 2.2%. Didn't have volume today. Did on Friday, although that was the options expiration, uh, which had an impact there. But if you're just talking about the price action here, seeing it rebounding off of the 50 day, getting back above the 21 day, that is potentially compelling for those who like uh, seeing strength after pullbacks. Yeah, it was a little bit steep on this uh, pullback here. Um, it you know, it, it was down like, what was that five, you know, 5% one day, and then uh, I'm sorry, one week, and then a little bit more the next week. Um, but overall, I think this is this is held up well, the fact that it got support there at the 50 day moving average line, I think is good. But as you mentioned, there is that volume component that is missing here, you did have a, a little bit after earnings, you know, some of that volume come in. Um, but there hasn't been much on the blue side uh, lately. And we also have to remember that there were a lot of these travel stocks that were looking uh, like they were setting up and having some good, uh, you know, some good setups, good areas to be buying in. And uh, let's just take a look at a few of them. UAL, for instance, um, DAL, both of those in the airline area. And those just kind of fell apart um, over in the hotels. You had Marriott and um, 
you know, MAR and Hyatt uh, hotels, H, uh, those those were looking strong. And then they fell, you know, down to the 50-day mm-hmm. movie. Even Airbnb. Lines. Even Airbnb, right. Airbnb, yeah. which was looking, you know, very interesting. Um, nice gap up on earnings. And, you know, at least that one got held, you know, it held the 50-day moving right. average line, like booking. So I think booking and Airbnb are two of the stronger areas uh, stronger names right now because they did get that support at the 50-day moving average line. And the truth is travel has been tough. It's been one of those things where um, if, you, if, if you're getting into it on a breakout, that's been very tricky because as we just saw with those airlines, hotels, and we could go on, there have been a lot of breakout fakeouts in that area. So uh, I think that if, if you're going to be trying these, it's definitely better to be getting it up on these bounces and both booking and Airbnb arguably are showing, showing action in that regard. Absolutely. Love that you're saying breakout fake out now, by the way, <laughs> because that's, yep. You started it and now it's, uh, <laughs> it's so catchy. <laughs> thing now. No, uh, let's take a look at first solar FSLR up two and a half percent today, slightly above average volume. I think it's hard to find a stock right now, Justin, that has had not only uh, such a strong uh, look to it lately, but if you take a look back, it's been strong since last summer and really of a flexing its leadership capabilities here with a breakout on earnings and a nice orderly pullback. And as of right now, finding support at the 21 day line. So it does seem like something like this, even though the group as a whole has started coming under pressure and maybe that is, that's a big concern here. Um, but even still, it seems like uh, from a fundamental perspective, seeing it turn the turnaround expected um, and the big growth outlook for the bottom line, it seems like, we should just be uh, keeping tabs on this. So not necessarily buying, but uh, definitely keeping track of it. Yeah. Um, and if we take a step back to the weekly chart, you can kind of see exactly what you're talking about here, Allie, that this has been just a, a really strong move when you consider where it's come from its bottom in, you know, just just a few months ago uh, to, you know, around 60 and it's trading at 200 now. This has been a phenomenal move with support mostly at that, you know, 10, 10 week moving average line. Uh, even this last base, I know it doesn't say that it's a, a flat base, but I, it's right on the borderline. It's, uh, you know, 15% depth to that base. I think that's right. You know, it, it was probably just a little bit over and didn't get recognized, but having a flat base there and then such a strong move up, um, the fact that it's really kind of retaining those gains. I think there's a lot of great stuff happening with the technical picture here. But as you mentioned, the thing that does give me a little bit of pause is the group. It's down to 172 out of 197. And let's just take a look at TAN for a little contrast. And it can kind of show you that, you know, first solar looks (laughs) Very, very different from um, from this ETF. And if you yes. think about some of the uh, some of the big players here that we were watching, Enphase Energy, which arguably has some of the best fundamentals and still does, right. that one's been in some trouble lately. Um, mm-hmm. Solar Edge SEDG, uh, that one is not looking nearly as strong mm-hmm. as it did. That's that's below its 200-day moving average line. Um, SunPower. Uh, array. I mean, the list goes on. There's just a lot of these stocks that are now trading below their 200-day moving average lines and 50-day moving average lines. Mm-hmm. So First Solar is definitely uh, sticking out. And while that's good, you know, we like to see strength. We like to see leadership. Uh, it's a little bit disconcerting that we're not seeing any 
any anything from the supporting cast members here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true there. All right. Well, it, the other thing too, Justin, is, I mean, we're not in a strong market where, yeah, you get that breakout, then the pullback yeah. to the 21-day line. And that's where, you know, if you miss the breakout, you can be initiating a position with a bounce off of a, a 21 day line like this. We're not in that kind of market environment. It doesn't feel like. Yeah. So that's an important point. And maybe what we do is we just kind of tie a little bow on this session with a look <laughs> again at the NASDAQ composite, but on the weekly chart, just as a reminder that, you know, we still are kind of uh, on the fence here in terms of this is still a downtrend. It's, it's, it's trying to round out, it's trying to change and it's trying to hold but if you look at the long term, uh, this is still a, a downtrend, a long term downtrend and a mm-hmm. short term downtrend. So you've got both uh, things going going against you right now. And we just need more evidence that we are able to kind of turn this around. And this is where it's important to be patient. Don't feel like you have to be getting in right at the bottom. You know, if you're like, oh, man, if 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 only I had bought at 10,000, we're you know, trading mm-hmm. at 11,600 now. Um, it, it's it's not important to get get there at the bottom. If you are there pretty close to the turn, you know, within a, uh, you know, five, 10%, that's fine if this is going to be a, a prolonged move. But if it's going to be a lot of back and forth, that's where it can be very tricky. You can get hurt quite a bit in that choppy action. Even if it's not making much progress to the downside, your portfolio yeah. can be taking, you know, these small hits, uh, these small paper cuts that start really adding up. So you, you really need to be careful of that. And Again, I think the jury's still out on whether or not this uptrend is truly um, going to be able to establish itself because that January 6th follow through day that we had looked very promising. But here we are. We're back to market and correction because it's a little indecisive as to where we are right now. Yeah, I think indecisive is a good word for it because it wouldn't take much for things to look like, you know, they're getting into overdrive and it also wouldn't take much for us to break below last week's lows either. So we'll have to see what uh, this week brings and especially what the reaction is going to be to the Fed meeting later this week. It seems like uh, all eyes are on that at yeah. this time. And, and this is where, again, rather than predicting and trying to get it exactly right, we just let the market kind of draw us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we follow that, you know, on a daily basis. So uh, certainly come back here to Stock Market Today and kind of get the analysis <laughs> and we'll tell you when things are things are changing. And to your earlier point that kind of started this part of the discussion, uh, you're not going to want to be as aggressive on some of these buys until you have that market really yeah. working in your favor. Yeah, the wind at your back. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. The conversation is going to continue tomorrow morning on IBD Live. So make sure you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the date details. We've got David Ryan on tomorrow morning. And then Wednesday, we've got Mark Minervini. So your week is filled with investing pros who are there to give you their thoughts on how to handle conditions and how they're handling conditions in the current environment. So looking forward to that. We'll see you there and we'll see you tomorrow back here at the close.